We're live. We're live. <laughs> oh, man, that's not fair. Uh, yes. You're not supposed to be staring at me when I'm trying to mess up your opening. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get a jump on you, too. Unbelievable. Our are our levels good? I mean, I feel like. Yeah. Are you with me, Jay? Are, are we? Oh, yeah. Are we talking now? Or, or I feel like we're talking. I mean, but, but you're you're staring at the screen. I'm just right looking now. at levels. I, you know, we've. I'm. Ch- I've changed up the mics lately. We're always going for that next level. That's right. That's we right. want to be as therapeutic to your ears as we can. We're so glad on- you've come to listen, <laughs> and we're just we're we're. Ha- we've got the nice candles burning right now. We've got an apple spice candle. <laughs> no, we don't have a candle to burn. I've got a little Zen garden. <laughs> We've got some of those salt rocks lamps. Somebody, somebody's stolen the rake. If you know what that mini rake is, that would be great. Jay is only halfway to Nirvana right now. Manka probably took my rake. He's a, yeah. He'd put it in his pocket in a heartbeat. He does. He does a back scratcher or something. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Father's Day weekend coming Unbelievable. up. You got big plans, Jay? Well, this is, isn't this the weekend where we get fed like peeled grapes and all the children fan us with well, see, see, now, when I was growing up, this was the time when all the collect calls came through. Now, granted, we all have cell phones now, so collect calls are a thing of the past, but. Wow. You said, I, I had forgotten about collect calls. I had to make one collect call in my life, and that was when I was in Pennsylvania, and I had to, I had to buy a tire. I had a tire that was so bad it was getting ready to explode, heading to North Carolina. And from Connecticut, and I had to call my mom collect. How great a phone call that was. And they were expensive, too. Yeah, they were expensive. Well, you know what I used to do? I don't know if Carla remembers this and my mom's listening, but if I was, like, ready to be picked up after, like, weightlifting practice or whatever activity was going on after school, I would call, I would make the collect call when they said, say your name. I would say, hey, I'm ready to be picked up, and just, <laughs> just hang up the phone. So you would just deny the call, but you would know that I was... Okay, I thought it was genius. Wow, they you know, they had a commercial about that. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did a "It's We Out a Boy." And <laughs> yeah, you remember that? I do remember that now. <laughs> oh, nostalgia. Yeah, but but I mean, what are you, what are your plans this Father's Day? Um, I I know that like tomorrow we're probably you know, Megan's got the day off, so we might do like a little day trip. I'm thinking about nice. taking the kids to swim in some waterfalls or something like that. My kids don't like cold water, so, so you're going really, to a waterfall. Good luck. Here's the deal. I, I always have these grandiose plans. Of like, it's going to be a perfect day. No one's going to scream at each other. Um, they're all going to have their hands to the self in the car. So in other words, you're going to be somewhere completely different than they are. We might go to, I'm, I'm thinking, so I'm scaling it back. I think, I think maybe like we'll go to like Hanging Rock and they have a lake there. It's warmer. Um, okay. I don't know. I'm still formulating. Still formulating. I remember Hanging Rock being beautiful. And dangerous. I'm trying to troubleshoot these things in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, oh, I remember that. Okay. the I remember the falls. We went to the falls last July, actually. That was really pretty cool. That was one of the trails you led down to some water. Yeah. It wasn't too, too bad. It's not too bad. No. So that'd be good. I don't know. Uh, I think the I think the Fonjamies are going to be out riding bikes on Sunday. And, you know, the plan being... Racing? No. Very competitive, those Fonjamies, no, especially there's Ian. A, there's a new greenway right by, right by our house. Nice. That, yeah. It's about... It's only it's only two miles, so it'll just be a fun out and back, or maybe an out and back and out and back. I'm not sure what. It'll be like a thousand degrees. Sounds perfect. But, well, it's it's paved and it's flat, and people are you know just just it'll just be fun. And that's good. Of course, I was. This is. Are you going to grill? No. We don't grill. No. I'm a griller. We had a grill. Okay. uh, But it became a bird's nest. Then it became a hornet's nest. Yeah. Death. Death grill. The grill of death. You leave those things and you don't cook on them. (laughs) Do they team up against you, the Uh, birds and the bees? I 
it's it's the kind of squatters' rights that you don't like. You know, you open the you open the lid up, and then about three or four bees come at you. Yeah, that's good enough. Ooh. Yeah, leave that alone. Well, and since the, the it was an old grill, and the burnt the the light, the igniter didn't work, so you had to you always had to light something and hope that there was not like a huge dash of propane when it lit. My igniter went after my my new grill a couple years ago, yeah. and I, I've just been I had the long thing I just with the lighter. Just, but still, there's always that. <laughs> That big flame up. I always get scared about that. But no, uh, no propane, grilling. Propane products. No yeah, no grilling. No grilling for us. All right. I might grill. I'm a griller. Happy like, Father's Day. Now cook. I like to cook. Cooking for me is, is a stress reliever sometimes. <sighs> no, no. I'll tell you. It is not a stress reliever for me. <laughs> not at all. Now, if I'm making a pizza, I like to do that. That's good. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. I throw a pizza together. Yeah. Well, whatever you're doing for Father's Day, we've yapped enough about our. We hope you have a blessed one, obviously. Exactly. And, and you know, just just be think. We'll be thinking about you. Hopefully, you're thinking about us, listening to us. Maybe I don't know. Tough yeah. call. And also, remember on this Father's Day, remember the ultimate Father, God, your Father. <laughs> you know. Praise be. The, the really, the really sad part about this is I can't really come at him and say something bad because no, it's because right. it's absolutely true. Because it's absolutely true. However. When uh, when public service announcement Jay gets off the mic later on today, I will have a conversation. With I you. am going to get slapped in the back of the head. I can't <laughs> I can't stop that from happening now. But wherever you're at, we hope you have a great weekend. Um, summer yeah. summer is upon us. And what does summer mean? What, did, what when you were when you were say in your teens? What did summer mean for you? Mm. We always had this one trip to either Satellite Beach or Cocoa Beach. Okay, I loved it. I had a skimboard. Nice. Were you ever? Um, did you, were you ever able to get on it and do it? That's yeah. Oh yeah. Throw it, that's where you throw it throw, in the wake. Yeah, I was pretty good at it, and I could like bump up and then like do a little three sixty. I was pretty good at it. I'd always you fall a lot though. I mean, I even if you're good at it, fell a ton. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I got one one summer. I had got a boogie a huge board. Raspberry day one. And that was that was game. And a lot of the shells at, on the on the Florida beaches break. And, and it's just they embed. It's just yes, it's they're great. they're there for you. It's great. But it was great. And speaking of dads, I remember this. My dad would if it, he would wake me up early in the morning, like let's go jump in the pool. And it was like a really cool memory. But we did that um, pretty much every year. We would go oh, to Daytona cool. or Cocoa or Satellite. That's that was cool. that was cool. And that was like the main thing we did in summer. I was trying. Well, I, I was on mission trips. But what about Friday? Too. What about Friday nights? What what happens on Friday nights? Friday nights. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Game night. I always pressured for game night, or we go to here we go to movie okay. gallery. Go so here, rent a here's physical. Here's what we're gonna movie. do. We're gonna we're gonna rewind the tape a little bit. Go You're on, not gonna what? hear the rewinding because it's all gonna be in, in spirit that we're rewinding this. Because we're, I'm trying to for, oh. for the last five minutes launch what the new sermon series is about. And so far, all of my bait I'm, has gone right past right. the fish. All right. So so Jay, what did you do in the summertime? I was. What? I'm trying to get to your sermon. I'm trying to wrap around. We rented movies. And no, so the blockbusters. You'd wait for the big movies to come out in the summertime. The blockbusters. Because from, from March to March to June, okay. it was like okay, so Deadsville. Fast forward the tape. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll go back to where my, I was setting it up. I said we'd get movies. We would go to the movies. Okay. So the deal is, yes, blockbusters in the summer. And that is the new sermon series, there Summer Blockbusters. But I mean, growing up, wasn't, at least when I was in teens to like early 20s, oh, whatever, yeah. it was always what was coming out was what was the huge thing. And, and the first Blockbuster I remember um, 
really being hyped about in my early teens was the original Batman. This was like the fr- this is unheard of for the our original Batman. The original one with Michael Keaton. Okay. Batman. Okay. Yeah. So eighty nine. Summer eighty nine. I was in my teens then. I don't think I yeah, I may have seen it back then. I I, I saw it three I'm, times. Wow. Yeah. That was a big one. That was the first and now they're like superhero movies are so common, but that was like until that there was Superman, but that was really kind of So I feel cheesy. I feel really bad because I'm about to I'm about to throw away twenty years of my life not remembering what the big summer blockbusters were. However, when we first got married in nineteen ninety six, we moved to Matthews. And there was this place called Matthews Movies Ten. And it was a buck fifty. It was a yeah. buck fifty to go Still to the movies. Is. is it really? Yeah. Now they were second run, but by the time we got there, I do remember going to see Independence Day. Yes. And that was a huge, huge hit. Summer ninety six. I just graduated. Unbelievable. Yeah. And and that and I remember it was almost like from that point because I don't know why. I, I guess it's because I worked in a movie theater. The summer blockbusters didn't mean anything to me because my my movie theater was second run. So yeah. summer blockbusters were coming in in December. Right, you know, we were we were getting the the big movies like we got that were six months ago. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, legitimately, we didn't get Home Alone. Home Alone came out at Christmas time, right? The, we did not get it until May. Wow, we were watching Christmas <laughs> of 1989 or Christmas of 1990. I don't remember which one. It was 1990. 90. Christmas of 90 in May of 91. And, I feel and old, we by were, the way. We were excited to have it. It was a, it was crazy. But yeah. But it's like when I got married and, and my job was not the movie theater anymore, but it was just like whatever I was doing, like Caroline and I would go see whatever the big thing was. And, and even now with, with all the Marvel movies and all that other stuff yeah. coming out in the, in the summertime, that's what it's been, you know? And now with the kids too, the, even, the, even my kids now, it's like they hear about a really, a really hyped up movie coming out in the summertime and we almost have to make way to, to make sure we're there that weekend to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that it's something that's still... I was worried with the whole pandemic if there would be a bounce back to theaters. And I, and I think people are getting back to that. I know we want to go see Black Widow in the theater. That would be great. That's coming I, out. I believe we are going to be there. Not, I mean, we'll be out of town up until Sunday. Yeah. So I think Sunday afternoon we're going to go see it. Yeah. So anyways, as you can see... Blockbusters mean a lot to people, and nostalgia. Uh, no, going let's to the let's big ones. rephrase that. Blockbusters mean a lot to you and me. Uh, I don't know that everybody mm-hmm. else. Everyone, hypes. people like movies. They like music, movies, family, friends, summertime, and they like corn chips. <laughs> no, that's not the case. But salsa. But, but you know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. I think. Yeah. I think between you and I, though, I think we have this kind of a movie click together. I think dudes in general quote yeah, movies true. a lot to each other. True. It's like a guy thing. All right. It's kind of like implanted in us. Uh, no, but, think, but in general. I think you're right. This is why we're, we're and also what means a lot to us yeah. is the sermon this Sunday. Wow. And, and so, so we're, we're diving into a blockbuster. An we're diving into one of the blockbusters. from Jay, can you bring up an awkward segue into the subject? <sighs> I've only had one cup of coffee, Mike. and I'm Nicely done. I, I'm trying to get through summer. Delight. With my kids, yes, yes, and and I am I am too. Now, now, granted, I have, I have backup now. Caroline is Caroline is now officially on summer break now, so I'm out of the I'm out of at least the drop off for, for cross country. But I'm I'm certainly I'm certainly my head my hat's in the my 
my name's in the hat for picking up for anything else that happens in the evening. So that happens too. Got but, you know, so blockbusters. I think I can, I can top your bad segue with my bad okay, segue. Okay, let's, let's do it. We're going, we're going back, back in time all way the way back. to the point when, when Caroline and I had just barely started dating. And this movie came out with Tom Cruise. Was it in black and white? <laughs> so if there's a, if, if we have a worship movie. leader slash youth leader that's a, that's looking for a position, I wow. I am this working on. This is the first time he's ever pulled that card. Wow. No, sir, not not at all. <laughs> all right, so they were not black and white movies. No, this was back. This is really back early when we were dating. That's what the youth do to me, by the way. That's fair enough. I would say fair enough. I'm okay. oh, I'm I'm old as dirt at my house. Don't worry about it. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't truly offended by that. But it was a movie with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, Keeper Sutherland, and Demi Moore, and Kevin mm. Pollock, I believe, is the other guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. And it was called A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. And what we what we try to do and what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks is taking one of these huge hits. You can't handle the truth, right? Yeah, I mean, how much does that ingrain? You in want our, me on that culture? wall? It's you like, need me on that wall? You need me on that wall. Yeah. I eat my cornflakes sixty or six miles from someone who wants with a someone who wants to kill me or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, very quotable. Again, very did he quotable. win the Academy Award for that? I think he did. I think somebody did. I'll fact check it. Somebody definitely got the Academy Award that year. Yeah. That, but anyways, solid flick. But the you know, it's not an obvious jump from one to the next, other than just taking the title itself, "A Few Good Men," and we're gonna be we're gonna be looking at Gideon. And Gideon is one of the judges. And now, if you if you have any kind of understanding of the judges, what happens is people do what's right in their own eyes, and God. God lets somebody come and take them over. And then they cry out to God. God raises up this judge. In this case, it's Gideon. Gideon crushes whatever whatever the, the enemy is. And while Gideon is still alive, everything is fine. But then when the judge dies, the people do what's right in their own eyes, and the cycle starts again. And that's how the book of Judges goes. Mm-hmm. Well, for, uh, for Gideon, it's the Midianites. And they are... They are oppressing God's people, right? They are they're terrorizing them. They're doing horrible things to them. They're, they've got all their, their fake gods out there. They've got all the high places, all the stuff. And Gideon is called by God to defeat them. And it's a huge army. The Midianites are, are thousands upon yeah. thousands of people. And so, so Gideon sends out this alert. All the able men come and I think he, I think he's able to get about thirty thousand people together, and God says, "No, it's way too many." Yeah, yeah, that's way too many. <laughs> and he whittles that number down to three hundred people to fight this huge horde of of able-bodied fighting men, right? Yeah. And armed with a trumpet and a clay pot, these three hundred men circle the encampment start blowing the trumpet, start breaking stuff, and it throws the whole camp into a, a frenzy, and they start killing each other to the point that they are, they are, running, they are running from, the, uh, from Gideon's people and are being chased and destroyed as they're, as they're being chased. Unbelievable story. Yeah. But, this, but the reason why it's done this way is that 
there is at no point where Gideon can say, this is my expert knowledge, right? This is my expert uh, warrior mentality. There's nothing warrior about it. There's never a sword drawn on that side, and there's never a, a cry for, all right, let's go rout them. It is, you know, it's for, for the Lord and for Gideon is what they say, and they, they crash the pots and they blow the trumpet, and the whole thing blows up like that. They'd be like, should we take our swords? He's like, nope. Nope. Not uh, what I need you to do is grab, grab that in pot. One, in one hand, have a pot, and in the other <laughs> hand, have a trumpet. How crazy is that? Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's these stories that show us that God was in it, right? Right. right. Just, yeah. And even if you don't understand why, God is still in it, and you don't have to have that. Um, but another, another part of the story that, that I think is, a, is an important part of it is, and this is one where I think, I think hopefully our faith wins out before Gideon's did. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody's going somebody's gonna to phone in on the podcast and say, where the heck are you coming up with this information? But, you know, Gideon says, Lord, if this is really you and this is what you're really telling me and we really are going to beat these guys, make, the, make this fleece that I put out here wet and make the ground dry. And then the next night he says, you know what? I, don't be too angry with me, but can you make the fleece dry and the ground, ground wet? wet. And, it, and I might be I might be mixing them up back and forth. But the point being, God does both of these things. It's, it's for me, I look at it as if, you know, obviously this is something, this is something where, where Gideon is making sure that he's hearing what he's hearing. But how hard do we press our own faith? when really the, the object of faith is to hear, obey, and follow that out, right? And not, not need, because I don't know about you, but I don't often get a hundred or so different uh, assurances of what, what I'm doing is absolutely what needs to be done. I don't get one or two. I don't get the, right. you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't put a fleece out in the backyard to try and see what, whether God's with it or not, you know? I kind of I feel like we... Well, I mean, we come at this knowing Jesus is in our life, right? So obviously that's one more, one more push towards believing what God says versus where maybe Gideon may have been. But still, the call on each of us is that if we ask the Lord to, to help us get through something and he's helping us get through something, we don't keep going back for assurance that, you know, we, we simply get on the path that God has put us in and, and we do that, right? Yeah. Makes so, complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, is I'm not saying that's easy, and I'm mm, not saying no. that's not a that's not many different uh, nights of the soul as that as that uh, what is that song? Through the thunder of the soul, you know this this is your grace finds. Yeah, me. yeah, your grace yeah. finds me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, this is this is really what that is. The, the darkest yeah. night of the soul doesn't isn't always when just something horrible has happened to you. It could be in those moments where you are trusting God and it's a very quiet trust. You know, I mean, we, we always want the gang banging, gang bangers kind of a loud boom. This is you're doing right. It's just, it's absolutely the right thing to do. But what happens when it's the silence that leads you in that direction? Mm. But, you know, I was looking at this passage and I, and, and I thought to myself, you know, there's, there's, there's some takeaways from this passage and definitely, you know, the first one is, is that there's one where it's very precise. You know, when we talk about a few good men and what about the men in the church and are we living up to what it means to be a man in the life of our, 
spouses, in the, a man in the life of our children, a man in the life of the church around us, right? Yeah. Because we are, we are supposed to be dedicated to leading, to be among those in that leadership role. And are we doing that? So, I mean, I, I, see, I see a very good parallel here because, you know, maybe we have fallen short on what it means to be a father, what it means to be uh, a, a husband, and, and, you know, backing up our wives with the discipline of our children. I mean, that, I would say for me, I, I tend to be uh, one, of the, one of the toys in the toy box sometimes, and that, that, could be, that could be difficult. But I do know and I do believe that it is important to, to be, well, to be a, an authority figure in the house. And it doesn't mean yeah. that I'm, I rule over everybody. It just means that when it comes down to it, there's got to there's gotta be a measure of who I am has to have authority with it. Yeah, I I also struggle with doing a lot of that with patience. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, because but I mean, think I'm, about think about the life think about the lifetime we grew into. And, yeah, and, and I don't know if your house is like mine, but when my dad said something, there was no talk back. There was no there was no discussion over it. That's what you did. But I I also remember hating that. Oh yeah. I also remember not not feeling like my voice is being heard. And then, so now, now when I try and do this, it almost seems like ridiculous that I would try and do the thing that. I agree. And, and, and that's so funny that you bring that up. Well, not funny, but like, I, I know that that's the way it was. And the, when dad said something, that's just the way it was. So, you know, we, I think all of us pick and choose things that we liked about the ways we were raised and, yeah. and, and, or some of the things that are innately in our DNA of how we yeah. parent our kids. But yeah, I definitely, I probably allow for too much negotiation. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Or, okay, well that makes sense, but I'm still going to make, and sometimes well, sure. I do that too. I'm like, but you, you make sense, but I'm still going to make you do what I said. Like, right. Yeah. But there's, but that's, but even that is an alteration of, of what we grew up with. Yes. You know? Different generations too. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's, um, and you know, I, I know something that you said in other podcasts that I've gleaned, um, is that you always try to be kind, even in those moments, you know, yeah, and but, present. But and I, I, I hope I stress the word try. It's not, <laughs> no, you did. Cause it doesn't always, yeah. it doesn't always end up that way, but I do know that I've, I've, I've tried to, I've tried to take a lot of the edge off of what I'm saying and tried to really be more of a, you know, I don't want to say a kinder, gentler, but certainly not so much of a crushing <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah. It reminds me of, you've seen that movie, um, Inside Out. Is that the Pixar movie where all the different things oh, are yeah. inside? Oh, yeah. I love it when they're inside the dad's brain. He's like, oh, we're going to have to put the foot down. Yeah. The foot is Get, down. Getting ready to put the foot down. <laughs> and inside the mom's brain, she's like, he's going to ruin he's this. Gonna do this. He's going to do something. He's, oh, he's going to go crazy. So there was something precise about it, you know, yeah. a calling to a few good men out there in the congregation. But there's also a parallel to this, you know, because Jesus walks into our lives and he calls us to be a warrior. And that's that's men and women. Right. He calls us to be warriors against the world that we're up against. And we oftentimes have those same excuses. I, I don't have the words to say I'm yeah. I'm really kind of a small person. I don't have the strength to do it. And you know what? You don't. You're not supposed to. What Jesus is doing is calling you into something that only he can make happen, but needs you there, needs you as a part of it. 
And, you know, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about that, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary to think that we're not, we're not judges. You and I are not judges in this no. thing, but there's, there's definitely a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff that happens around us and we have the chance to be something in the lives of those around us and, you know, be that parent, be that friend, be that family member. When Jesus comes in, he, I guess you'd almost say with, with his calling on us is also giving us the authority to be those people, right? Yeah. So calling us to be yeah. those people so, in other people's lives. Yeah. So why why do we try so hard to fight against what Jesus calls us to do? And you know, but at the same time, you also have to understand that Jesus has already wiped out any of the problems, has already destroyed any of the things that could have that could have destroyed us already. Yes. And so he's calling us into an already finished battle. He's calling us into something that's already been been dealt with and is already it's already in the books you know so referencing the past week that mike said you know the worst thing that could ever happen to us is to be separated from god and to die and jesus already saved us from all that so you're playing with a loaded deck right and and so that was for me that was a parallel and then you know you can you can zoom out a little further and and still see the miraculous now the miraculous is 300 men defeat this huge army right I love this story, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, get your. If you're, I've got thirty thousand. Nope. Too send, many. Send most of them. Way home. too many. And, and then it's. Then I start to think, just in very, very simplest terms, you know. What about what? What is the miraculous thing that still happens? Well, we are a little church. We are not. We are not a, a mega church. We are not uh, a huge church by any. Any scope of the numerical, right? Right. However, we have a huge impact in our community. We have a huge impact on the lives of the people on the outskirts of the families that are in this church, right? Yes. And and to me, that just that simply says, hey, look, there are still some ways that even the little church can be a miraculous uh, agent for the Lord himself. And, you know, we've... We took the first two and looked at at the very personal nature of it, you know, where he calls Gideon, where, where Gideon is the person he makes the leader. But what if we start looking at it from the, sta- the standpoint of the 300, where it is such a small number against such a large problem, and thought about the small church itself as, as an agent of change in this huge world full of problems? And what if, what if we had the same kind of faith that we would do something ridiculous like a grab, trumpet. Grab a trumpet. And play pot. <laughs> play pot. To go to war. To go to war, yeah. Right? So what, is our, what does our war look like? It looks like handing out bracelets. What does our war look like? Yeah. We, we, put, we put food in the hands of people that don't have food. What does our war look like? We, we get back in those relationships that, that have fallen apart or fallen asunder, and we try and rekindle something there to, to show God's love. That's what I'm talking about. You know, that's that's where the little church or any church, you know, I, I, I guess I, I keep saying little church where the local church, the local whole, church yeah. has the same um, same kind of mentality where we're up against something way larger than we are. The, the, the world, the public, the, the culture, however you want to phrase it. But yet we have someone so much bigger behind us that doesn't care about our number 
except for the fact that he can use that number to make a difference in the culture, in whatever, however you want to define it, you know. And to me, I'm hoping that's an encouragement, you know, because we, we spend so much time trying to find who we are, trying to discover what, what we're good at, when we really don't have to be good at anything, you know, you don't have to be good at anything to be used by God because what God wants is God just wants feet on the ground in the midst of what he's doing, either as a report, either as a, a help, as a part of. And even even the leader in this case, even Gideon is not he doesn't he doesn't all of a sudden hop on a horse, pull out his sword and right. say, break stuff. It's not it's not Braveheart. He's he's <laughs> part of he's part of the group that's out there cracking stuff and blowing trumpets to do this. He's with his men. Yeah. His few good men. Ah. <laughs> I've got that eye twitch, folks. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get rid of it before the end of the podcast. But, I mean, that to me is, is the heart of what this week is about. And, and hopefully, you know, if you've... To understand the movie and how the movie kind of works the same way, this is, this is one, one defender going up against a Marine Corps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is not. This is not one v one. This is. This is against a system. And, you know, how does how does how does the how does the David and Goliath thing, the the Gideon versus the, how does this all play out? It all plays out that the truth comes out. And when the truth comes out, it it fixes everything. And the, the, in this in the case of the story here, the truth is is that God had always had in mind, that He was going to take care of His people. That's what the book of Judges is all about, God taking care of his people. And the judges themselves are often the leaders in it, but not the ones responsible for it. And mm. you and I can look at that and say, yeah. well, that's great. But, or we can look at that and say, hey, look, if I'm not responsible for it, but I'm, I'm called to be in it, that means that God's got all the details between what I'm not able to do and what's got to be accomplished all figured out. I, I can look back. On, on my life and look at times where he like not literally but said hey grab that clay pot and I was like right. okay I don't see the because it's all about a leap of faith right it's all about taking yeah. that step in faith yeah. to know that God's going to be with you um, and I, I know time and time in my life also I've been like no I don't want to grab that trumpet <laughs> no I, I there's other people um, there's uh, other people that would grab better. that trumpet way, way, way more equipped Yep. to play that trumpet better than I could ever. Yep. In fact, I don't even know how to play a trumpet. Right. So it comes down to being willingness, a willingness to be used right. and to be an instrument and to see that God's in it and that uh, he equips right. the unequipped. But he's in, he's in it in the, in the most important aspects of it. You know? Right. He's not, just the he's not just the encourager on the outside saying, Woo. good pot break, good job. <laughs> Great job. You know what? That's a good note you hit on that trumpet. Yeah. No, he's he's in the ranks of the, the Midianites, and he's confusing them, and he's scaring them, and he's stirring them into killing themselves. He's building, he's building a fear that the Lord is going to destroy them and destroys them. And the 300 pot-breaking, trumpet-playing people that never, I mean, maybe they might have scratched a scratched a finger when the glass when the clay broke or something right Ooh. depending upon how they Burns. did it but there was there was no life loss there yeah and they end up running this army off which is ridiculous 
unless you look at it through the lens of this was God's plan in the whole time. You know, then it's then it's well, it could only be it could only be God who did this. Well, and we can also see this time and time again in the Bible, like we could have very easily used Joshua and Jericho and march around the city. Yeah. It's fortified fortress. Naaman. He's got he's got <laughs> leprosy. Just go just go dunk in the Jordan seven times and yeah. be gone. I mean, there's so many instances. I mean, would it would it be would it be easier if we told you to get into a fight with somebody and, and destroy somebody? Uh, no. 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 That's not the way God works. Yeah. There's that, that faith aspect is huge this week. And uh, you know, so maybe, you know, maybe that's the takeaway. Maybe we're maybe we need to be more accustomed to not our number but the size of our God against the, the things that we, we come at, that come at us, right? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll share something, because um, what we talk about, I hope I implement in my own life, right? Um, it was only me and my second oldest sparrow the other day, and I said, I'm going to make it a day for us. I never get to have one-on-one. He even said, Dad, I think this is the first time me and you have hung out, just us, in like forever, maybe ever. And I was like, you might be right. Yeah. So I take him to lunch, and I thought I was going to be, I'm like, what do you want to talk about? You know, I'm like, no phones, no, not, we're going to sit here and we're going to talk. Yeah. So, you know, we were playing the crossword puzzle that comes with the kid's meal or whatever. I think we're at Bad Daddy's Burger Bar, which is excellent. They're sponsors of the show today. <laughs> they're giving me <laughs> they a free really, burger for mention. No, they're, they're really not. not. But anyways, but okay. um, so anyways, he, he brings up these huge God questions. Now that I've got you at the table, uh, Dad, let's talk about. You know, Dad. Now that let's I've talk got about you, atonement, Dad. What I is your talk take about on church? It? And I was like, Wow. And let me just say, I was like, No, I don't want to talk about church. I, I want to talk about, about you. And he's time. like, No, he's he he had all these big big questions about creation. Oh, um, cool. Uh, questions about does God have pets? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Nice. Yes, he does because he created all the creatures. He's like, Where's that in the Bible? So we, you know, yep. so man, I really had to sit in some of these really, and he had deeper questions than that too. Like who made God? And so like, I had to pull some scripture and stuff. Wow. My point is, is that I feel a lot of times really ill-equipped to defend my faith against people that I might barely know. Um, yeah. but my son had big faith questions and I remembered some of the stuff we talked about during core about being present and about yeah. knowing that God, one of the main things we've talked about this is knowing that God is going to equip us in these situations. He's going to work through us and say the right things. Right. And at the end of the conversation, I didn't really feel like I had humanly met his need, but he said, that was a really great talk, dad. And I'm like, wow, I think God he, took all my ramblings and scrambling. Yeah. And somewhere, somewhere in there, somewhere, the nuggets, the nuggets of truth, along with the nuggets from Bad Daddy's yeah. Burgers. Yeah, so exactly. Together. So I can, I can always, I, I find myself more equipped to teach youth, but my son, you know, that was, it was no, a really cool moment. No, your own kids are, yeah, that's a, that's a completely different animal. Yeah. Yep. So um, we, I'm trying to, to drink the Kool-Aid we're pouring, you know, and trying to. Well, uh, to live in the moment and allow myself to be used because I know that God will speak through me. Right. And but uh, now let me let me also throw out there this is not me throwing all this out as the perfect purveyor no. of perfection. Oh, didn't we say we had it perfected? We've said that a couple of times. Yeah, no. Learn from us. No, but what we do have is we have the perfect truth that's out there. Exactly. We have we have the perfect God who who makes these things happen and we have 
like you have, examples in our own life where uh, ill-equipped, under-equipped, not even understanding that we're in the middle of something that God is doing kind of equipped, and yet something happens for the, for the better of the kingdom. And that's, you know, that's the key, isn't yeah. it? That's the takeaway. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, have a great week. And yeah, have a great week. We Seriously. Like, we always like to end with a challenge. Um, we've got another set of bracelets that are, it's neat that those are kind of going around the city and, and people are wearing them that don't go to church and they're kind of sparking conversation. So that's really cool. Um, so pick some of those up and also challenge this week. Um, hey, just be a better dad, okay? <laughs> be a better dad. Oh we know crazy. sometimes you get that when you come to church. It's like, this no, is for you dads. I mean, you know, that that's, that's, <laughs> I hate I hate making that a, a part of it, but in a way, in a way, I think we need to take some responsibility. Yeah. I can't. I don't. I was I was telling Deborah earlier. I don't. I don't know how to. How do you How do you do anything for Mother's Day as a dude? <laughs> I, I I'm I'm not a I'm not a mom. I, I, you know. So it's like I can I can definitely I can I can expose my own faults without a problem. But it's kind of hard to 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 do to go on the other side of the fence as a woman. You know, I'm not a woman, so so dads, sorry, not sorry. Well, also, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the reality of, of our existence. But the reality is of our existence too is if we're in God's word and we're learning from our heavenly Father, sure, it will equip us to be better dads. Exactly. Right. So have a great week. Yeah, have a great week, guys.